Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant, turned boutique owner, turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, and I'm excited to be back here with you. Uh, it is getting crazier as the year goes on, huh, guys? I feel like all of a sudden it's spring and things are ramping up. Easter is like, woof, coming up right here this weekend. My baby just turned five months old. Like, What? Oh gosh, you guys, it goes so fast and I love it. I love every second of it. Um, and I love the fact that my hair has stopped like totally falling out in clumps. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, small price to pay for the joy that I experience every day. And you know, that leads me into the conversation that I'm going to have today with Anna Reed. She is the owner of Walter Green Boutique in Port St. Joe, Florida. She previously had a location also in Tallahassee, Florida, um, but since the pandemic has kind of shut that down. Regardless, listen, Anna is like the girl you want to hate, but you can't. Like she's that cool girl that lives next door that you look up to because she's smart, she's pretty, like her kids are cute. And she's the nicest freaking person and most real person you'll like ever meet. And so I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. We're going to talk about like growing her boutique, growing her YouTube channel now as a personal outlet for her. Um, I think it's really interesting to have someone on the podcast who has been very successful and also has kind of like scaled it back so she can be home with her new son. We had babies like months apart. She beat me, but... Uh, this is her second baby, so uh, she has a four or five-year-old daughter as well. So she talks about that, like managing, you know, having kids, having boutiques, now having this really quickly growing YouTube channel where she's doing styling and teaching people how to dress. I mean, she is just, she's so cool. And you know what? The cool part is too, is she makes no claims to have her life all together. <laughs> she is just like you and I, where she's like, I wake up every day and I'm just figuring it out, you know? Um, so you've got to appreciate that. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth and realness in this interview. I had a lot of fun just talking to Anna. If you've been loving our Boutique Besties episodes, this is very much along that line where it's really us having just a really nice conversation. So I'm going to let let us just get right into it. And if you want to find Anna, you can easily find her on Instagram at Anna Reed. Um, and we'll put all of her info down in the show notes as well. So you can just click to it. But from her Instagram account, you can get to her YouTube channel and her store, all that jazz. But just enjoy this conversation. It's a really good one. I think it's going to give you some great perspective on uh, someone who's just been in the biz for a long time, whose family is entrepreneurs like she's just she's got a lot of really good insights for you so uh enjoy and i'll see you next week on uh the next episode but but stay here listen to this episode so good ah that's awesome well i'm even like more impressed at everything you're doing because you still have the stores yes so i actually i closed my tallahassee location okay for a myriad of reasons but my 
Port St. Joe location is like blowing up. It's doing so amazing. Great. And it it's like after COVID, people want to go to the beach. They want family vacations. And that's exactly where I am. And it's just doing really well. And then my Tallahassee store just never really recovered. And I would have to, and after having Ronan, I got, actually, I got put on bed rest when I was on maternity leave, or I mean, when I was um, pregnant and then I had him. And then, so like, if a girl was around her roommates and they had COVID and normally I would be able to just run to the store and cover, but I'm not able to do that. I had to like shut my store down, like left and right. So my lease came up and I'm like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I kind of also got like, again, like with just being so overwhelmed, my Port St. Joe's store, it only has swimwear, beachwear, and that's kind of it. And this other store has like so many other things that we did evening wear and we did swimwear and all this other stuff. It was huge. And it was like the idea of just focusing on women going on vacation to the beach and like having a good time and relaxing and just having that be my focus. Like was like, Oh, like that feels good. So it was like, not sad at all. It was just kind of like, it was fine. (laughs) It was time. Well, and I think like, honestly, it's something great to talk about because so many women, ambitious women like you and I think, oh, we have to grow. We have to add more stores. We have to do more. I mean, if I'm being honest, hindsight with Tallahassee, you were traveling down there. Like it's not close to where you live. You didn't have a lot of like- this is the thing though, the Tallahassee store, we do live in Tallahassee now. So it's, it's only 20 minutes away. Yeah. And it still wasn't doing well. My Port St. Joe store. Well, so my Tallahassee store, I just had me and like a bunch of college girls. My yes. Port St. Joe store, I hired a woman who's like, I, she's my manager there. I pay her very good money. I have an assistant manager for her. I don't deal with, if somebody can't show up for work, I don't even know about it. Like she handles all that stuff. I do the buying and I do the pricing and a lot of the behind the scenes, but like the day to day is all covered there. It makes my life so much easy. So I only have a few hours, as you know, like per week that I can like actually focus and do stuff and have somebody that comes over. I can handle buying and reordering and fixing, you know, this and that, and like doing things back here without having to like, you know, and having the rest of the time, I got to go take care of my kids. This is a perfect little scenario. I'm still overwhelmed a lot of times, but it's like a much better scenario than like, Hey, my roommate got COVID and I've got to go get tested now. And there's no one that can cover. Okay. We'll just be closed today. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Like what do you even, yeah. I mean, so you're happy that Tallahassee's closed. Yeah. Happy it's closed. Happy to live here. Happy that's there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like it was a big step for you to hire a manager, step out of the day to day, or were you just totally ready for it? Cause I think there are a lot of people at that point where they're like, I don't want to be in the day to day. I want to work on the business, not in the business. What was that like mindset shift for you? Or what made you just be like, you know what? I need to take the risk and do it. I had, um, I kind of gradually got into that because I had one girl who was really, really young, but super capable, who did a lot of handled a lot of that stuff for me. And then she handled more of it whenever, um, or, or she started handling a lot more of it whenever I moved up here and I had this other store and then she decided to go work for her family business. And I, I had already experienced, yeah. Well, I'd experienced that and I was like, okay, so someone else, if they're held accountable, they can handle a lot of this stuff. And lots of people, it's not like no, no one, but me can write, write somebody up or make sure that the store is open or like help a customer. And so I had, so yes, I had, I found a woman and 
having her, like I laid it all out for her. Like, you know, you're, you're the manager. Like I'm not going to be called whenever someone can't come into work or whatever. Like that's, you're going to figure that out. And yeah, it is like, it's worth it. It's that peace of mind. My store's running. She loves it. She loves having the authority to do all this stuff. It is some mindset shift too. And I think, I mean, you have, I guess your store has to be able to afford that, but Right now I'm able to like be a mom for a very good part of the day until my, until he can go to daycare in August, literally until August. And I can stay at home with him. So I'm able to stay at home with him and have my business and not be a crazy person and not have it fall apart. And then when he goes to daycare, I will be able to focus on building it more and doing like building more my website and stuff like that, which I can't even focus on right now because she's handling all the day today. That was very long winded, but yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Well, I mean, I'll just like pick a few things out that like really resonated as like one, you decided you weren't the end all be all for your business, which I think yeah. is like a huge mindset shift. Mm-hmm. You hired someone who was capable and you also set boundaries with them, like from the beginning, which I think is huge because you were like I'm not available for this I'm not available for that you've just got to deal with it and like it seems like you also just decided to trust her and like trust the fact that like like she was going to care for your store the way you would care for your store and I think that's something that you know when you do pay someone like let's also call out the fact that like I have people all the time be like I don't feel how much should I pay someone they want to pay them these like tiny little bits and it's like if you pay someone a living wage and that's their only job, they will absolutely commit to being there if they're the right person for the job too. I mean, that to me is so important to talk about because I think that there's so many boutique owners that just aren't willing to pay what they feel like is a lot of money to someone. But you're showing that like, A, the payroll is not crazy and B, like this person is making you money too while you can be home with your son. And you think about too, like, if I were to, let's say I was like, no, I'm going to, I only want to pay people $12 an hour. How many $12 an hour people would it take to make up for how how much she's doing? It would probably take like five or six because especially these young college girls, they just, they're just there for a part-time job, no responsibility really. I mean, even the girl I had here who was like kind of my like first next in command at this store. Like I just kept, she was in college and I kept raising her up and raising her up. So finally I would have raised her up more if we would have kept the store open and she was part-time, but she took so much of the off my back, but it was like, how many of these girls would it take to replace her? Like, would I even be able to replace? It's worth paying for good help. I mean, it's, it's really a situation of like, you get what you pay for. (laughs) I feel like at the end of the day, and there's plenty of, there's plenty of people out there that enjoy working retail and like, Mm -hmm they would be happy to come from a, a Macy's or a, you know, somewhere else and come work for a smaller store, like what you're saying with more authority, with more creativity in the business. Yeah. That's really inspiring for a lot of people because I think there is sort of this fear of hiring. And I think some of it is a little bit of a scarcity mindset about like really investing. And like, that's what you're saying. I'm investing in people. And that's an investment in my business. And it's a, it's an investment in your family too, at the end of the day, because like mm-hmm. how wonderful that you get to be with your son for the first year and a half of his life, you know, yeah. like you get to be a mom, which is like, you know, pretty fun. It's a lot of work, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's also totally. pretty fun that you get to be yeah. there to like watch him do all these first things. Yeah, totally. Um, Let's talk about two, these other piece of your 
your business? Because I know when you came to the retreat, you were like, I want to do more YouTube. I want to do more styling. And like, I happened upon your YouTube channel because obviously I follow you on Instagram and like, I keep up with what's going on with you. But I clicked over to your YouTube and I'm like, whoa, you have like 25, 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Like, whoa, when did that happen? Yeah. I missed something in the mix. Cause like, I mean, your videos and your reels and TikToks have always been great. How did the YouTube thing kind of start for you? And like, how have you grown it in a way? And, and does it, I guess, side note too, is like, does it help your business or is it just fun and something you get to do on the side? Well, um, first of all, I started YouTube because you were on, I found you on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I found you on YouTube and then that's how I discovered you. And then, um, you had said something one time, like you were just like something, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you were like, I was doing, you were doing Facebook lives and you just decided to put them on YouTube. And that's kind of how you started doing your YouTube stuff. And that triggered something in me. I'm like, well, shoot, like, why don't I just like put my videos on YouTube that I was already doing on Facebook. Right. And I was like, okay. Cause my videos I was doing, I was like, no, like this isn't, this is not going to work. You know, I just started being like, I want to do better kind of thing. And then it, I would do it for my boutique for at first, but then I was like, I just really want a creative outlet. That's just, it's just me, like whatever the hell I want to talk about, you know, relating to fashion kind of thing. So I even changed the name of it just to my name. I don't try to advertise to anybody. If I'm wearing something that's in my boutique, I link it below and then, you know, I'll maybe say it's, it's, you know, oh, this is for my boutique or something, but I don't like, like, I, I feel like people that are coming to like a fashion video, they don't want to be sold to, they want to be like, they want to be inspired or something. So I started doing that, but then I just got obsessed with it. And I was like, loving the like dopamine rush of filming a video and then editing it and then putting it all together and then having it done. And so I like love it. Now I feel like I'm pretty, I know YouTube pretty well. And it's like, I just got to be consistent and still just keep continually improving and stuff. But yeah, now this, it's like my little side hustle that's actually making me money now. Like I've gotten sponsorships, it's gotten like ad revenue money and stuff. So it's not like near my boutique money, but it's definitely increasing at a very nice rate. So it's like my other little business. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was looking, um, at like some of your videos and it's interesting because I always kind of joke that like, you know, the boutique world is big, but it's so small. So like, I know my revenue will always be like kind of limited because I'm not really for everyone. And I'm, that's kind of how you are with your boutique. We were like, this is vacation. It's, you know, and the other store was more like college girl. Like you had, you had your niche, but like on YouTube, I feel like you're catering to a lot of women who, cause like some of your most, watch videos are like how not to wear this or trends for 2022 they're very kind of like generalized too so do you feel like you have a niche on youtube or like do you intentionally think of like who you want to talk to or are you just like truly doing like what's going to be fun for me and like working with your own energy to like kind of develop your video concepts so i'll do i do the trend videos because they're well, either they're fun. Like I find it fun, but also I know that if you pick a trending topic and you hit it just right at the right time, it will 
Like that has gotten me most of my subscribers. Like if I do a trend video on 2022 trends or fall trends or spring trends, usually it's usually fall or just the whole year trends. I know that it'll do really well and it will gain me a lot of new subscribers. So I do those videos a lot of times, A, because they're fun, but also because I know it'll help me increase. But then I try to sprinkle in the other videos that are kind of like, near and dear to me. And like, for me, I've been last few years, it's like, I've had this kind of like, not identity crisis, but it's like, I don't like, I don't fit with my old clothes anymore. Like they just don't, I'm not, it's not me anymore. And I'm getting there to where I, things that I'm loving again and like my new style, but I'm always still working on it. And like, there's just I know that there's a lot of women kind of in the same spot. It's like either you just had a kid or you're just getting older, or maybe you just are in a different place in your life. And now you just don't feel like you look on the outside the way who you are on the inside. And it's like, so I try to speak to those women in a way. I mean, that's generally who I'm kind of speaking to. And then of course I sprinkle in the ones that I know will <laughs> that will do really well in the mix of it. But like, I can, you know, you can see your analytics. And so most of like, most of my, um, my age range is kind of even between the 25 to 55 year olds. So it's like 22%, 23% and 22%, which wow. is really strange. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, so that's kind of, I mean, where I go with that. But I just, the more I do it, the more I'm like, I don't know. It almost makes me like sad when I see other women who are just really struggling and they just feel like shit, they feel overwhelmed. And so they're just dressing like shit all the time. Cause I like, feel like I do that a lot sometimes. And then I know how I feel whenever I'm like, feel, look amazing. I wear it. Even if it's something that's like crazy, if I feel like I love what I'm wearing, I'm like just such a happier person. And I don't feel like just a mom pulling spit up off of me. I feel like Anna, <laughs> it makes such a difference. And so it is kind of a little passion thingy. Little no, I love it. Cause honestly, like even just as a new mom and your body changes. So, I mean, the first time I went back to Pilates, I was like, Whoa, like laying on the reformer, like my hips didn't lay the way they used to, you know? And I was like, oh, this feels different. But even with clothes, I recently just went through and like just got some key like pieces. Like, of, like I like to wear leisure. I like to wear leggings. So I like to wear like a black shirt. But instead of just wearing whatever from like Old Navy or, or even just what I had before, I was pregnant. I like went to Athleta. I like got really nice new like it you know like I kind of like yeah. got some investment pieces that like I put them on and I'm like oh, I'm not dressed up by any means but the material feels good like on my body the pants fit well and stretch as I want to like move with the babe right so I totally understand that I do think it is important for boutique owners to educate and like you're saying people don't always want to be sold to I do think there's the place for like the live sale and the shopping QVC style video and I still think that there's so much room for here's just how to style things guys like here's yeah. how to you know oh like you don't feel great about your stomach okay here's how to like trick the eye to draw your eye oh you don't love that like your shoulders are wide right like I think that there's so much still to be done for boutique owners in that styling realm where do you feel a normal boutique owner could go and look for like trend or for body type kind of stuff is there a place that you get these resources or are you just 
wildly intuitive and no naturally (laughs) gosh no I mean I don't know I feel like so whenever I have my like me time which is about like 10 minutes before I actually go to sleep like I just love to look at like who, what, where, or like, I love to look at all that stuff because it's not stressful for me. There's so many things out there. They're overwhelming and stressful for me right now, but to look at just like fun outfits and just, or how other people have put them together or just different ways to do things and trends and everything is like easy. It's like my brain doesn't have to work or something. So I feel like I look at it a lot. And then, um, but then whenever I am looking, you know, at, like if I do a trend video, like I'll kind of generally have in mind of what I've been seeing in other like fashion publications and stuff, but then I'll go and kind of like look and see what all the major, what's everybody kind of thinking that they are as big trends for next year or something so that it's not like I'm just so off base, <laughs> that. but I would, I mean, I, I, you know, what's funny is like, I've always, even with my boutique, I've always kind of looked, you know, wanted to buy something that's trending, but it's like the trends that are happening sometimes don't hit where you live when they're happening. Like, I feel like one shoulder tops were like, had come back like a couple years ago, but it seems like right now they're like, like everybody's wearing them, but they've been back a while, but nobody was wearing them for a while. And then like all these huge, these crazy bold colors and color blocking is just kind of going crazy. Like on my Instagram feed, you know, and I have some color block things that I will wear. And I've always loved color blocking, even like in 2012, when it was like huge, I was like color block queen. But I feel like when I go out in my like color block stuff, people around here aren't necessarily like all doing that yet. I love looking at, I love looking at the major trends, but I do feel like as a boutique owner, you kind of have to also look at where you live. Like if you don't live in Manhattan, um, (laughs) it might be a little different than like here in Tallahassee. (laughs) Well, and that's like, I mean, you lived in New York for many years, right? So, I mean, my guess too, is that like, you tend to look to a lot of your friends or New York influencers to like, see what's happening there. And that's what you're basing things off of. But like you said, it kind of has to be diluted or just waited out for the Florida crowd. Yeah. But it is kind of weird. Like the trend is like fast fashion is so freaking fast right now. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if there will ever be like some, some kind of look that's just so out of style anymore because it's like, everything's just kind of like blend. I mean, and maybe, maybe that these are the looks that will be out of style in 10 years, but it seems like everything's just happening so fast. The trend is to just have style or like just to have your own style or be authentic to yourself. Yeah. It's very hard to be off trend right now because there are so many trends that are, yeah. And actually I was at urban outfitters the other day, which is not like a store that I shop at really ever, but there's one close to where we are. And I was like, gosh, it's all like slip dresses and these little like bolero kind of like tops to go over this and I was like I wore this in eighth grade yes like what like (laughs) I mean I'm aging myself obviously it's just like I remember being young and working in fashion and my bosses who were you know 20 years older than me were like oh this is the fourth time this has come back in my career you know this is like watches are back there was some moment where like slap bracelets were like back in and they were like this is like the third time right and 
I feel like now I'm them where I'm like, oh, we've seen this before. And it does kind of feel like trends just, they're always going to get recycled. Yes, there's new ideas. Yes, there's ways to reinvent things. But even some of the things now, I'm just like, we wore this when we were kids. Like, what? This is crazy. Well, so, even like the low rise jeans that have come back. I'm like, uh, we all know that that was never a good idea. <laughs> ever. Ever. I remember it used to be like the coolest thing in like fourth grade I would wear like champion sweatshirts with like a turtleneck and for like my school picture there are literally people wearing that now as a look with biker shorts it's just so funny to me and again I think I'm like so old at this point and I know I'm not old but I'm old enough that seeing these things come back kind of cracks me up and yeah, I like the idea that it's the trend is is really kind of what you make it. I think that's also what you're saying is it feels good to you. It, you know, it's it looks good on your body and you feel excited about it. That's really what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. No, totally. It's still with the younger like with the college age girls, I feel like they are still going to be like there'll be like a look that they're going to go for you know, but yeah. And it could be just me speaking as like an older, like a middle-aged woman now, like I want to wear what I love. It makes me feel good. And, um, <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you don't really care about being trendy and like, I mean, you do, you want to look good, but you, you're not so obsessed with like being on trend. That's not yeah necessarily important anymore. No, now I feel like it's like, and you're probably the same way. It's like, you can like look at a lot of stuff, but then like, there'll be something which is part of the reason why I like looking at who what where whatever it's like you look at this stuff and you're like oh that's cool like that's nice whatever and then like something will come out of nowhere and you're like oh my gosh those blue trouser pants I never knew I needed those but those are what I need right now and you're just you know I want to feel like that about something not oh it's trending I need to wear it kind of thing well I think you're speaking to the fact that like when you get down to the nuts and bolts of fashion like it is so emotional and like I joke that like if you ever go to market with me you'll hear me like yelling in booth like if you ever hear someone like yelling in a booth it's probably me because I like <laughs> literally like you're right you, you've you're just old enough where you've like seen so much that like when it does feel or look new you're like oh like I love that oh my god that's so cute you know and like I think I've had clients be sort of embarrassed because vendors will be like this is our best seller and I'm like nah, it's not that cute you know and they're like Emily and I'm like if it doesn't get me excited I'm good you know like I don't don't waste my time you know but when I do see something that's exciting it's a full body like emotional experience for me I feel yeah. like <laughs> Well, I love like you've always been kind of said, if you're not in love with something, don't buy it. Cause like, how are you going to like, don't buy it. So, cause you just, you think your customer might like it. Like it, and, and I've always kind of struggled with that because it's like, I know, and I hear your voice, you know, whenever I would look at something, but I'm like, but I don't know, so-and-so that might be for them. And then I just get very, I would, you know, there's certain things I'll get in the struggle bus about. Definitely good advice, especially going to market for sure. Yeah. I mean, are you still going, you mostly go to the swim market in Florida? Yeah. So I, I just went back to surf expo. Yeah. Just like for, you know, beachwear and stuff And my swimwear guys, a lot of them come to me and then I will see them at surf. And then, um, for clothing, I did buy some stuff at surf. I'm kind of trying to 
figure out exactly like my Port St. Joe store. Like it's just, it's doing phenomenal. Like I've had months where it's done double what it did, has ever done is crazy. And so I've kind of, there's almost like a new <laughs> influx of people. And so I'm trying to, without going too crazy, see how much mer- like clothing merchandise I can get it put in there with it being just, you know, enough what people want without going too crazy with it. So I'm almost like scared to go to magic because I feel like I'll see all these things that I'm like crazy about. And then we'll have all the shipment come in for clothing when, with the majority of what I sell is swimwear in there. So I do see myself going back to magic. Well, and it's hard. I mean, I think for you too, with your Tallahassee store, it was a big square footage store and you had a ton of like sort of cocktail evening wear dresses, but then you also had like casual stuff and then you had yeah. gifts and corksicle. I mean, like Too much. it was like a department store, honestly, yeah. when you really think about it. It must just be so much easier for you to just focus on swim and, and beachwear. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, like, especially with, um, I just, I got to a point too, where I felt like I was doing a lot of things and none of them very well. And even like my swimwear, like it's like the, like, since it's seasonal, it's like in the, like right now our season started and then it'll just get, it just gains momentum. And if I don't get in reorders of like the, you know, of this swimwear in this, you know, in the right amount of time, I miss out on so many sales. I did go kind of hard on ordering this year, just because last year when I was reordering, like everyone was out of stock, like the swim, just everything was out. And also all the prices are going up like crazy. And so a lot of my vendors are like, Hey, we're having price increases and whatever. So go ahead and get your orders in so that you don't have to, at least this summer, it's not going to be crazy. I've just done a really crappy job last summer of like getting product in and having it in there at the right time and reordering it fast enough. So I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Well, I would also say like, give yourself a break because 2020 was so weird that what I found is 2021 surprised a lot of people either up or down. And then 2022 is feeling to me like, um, a year that's going to even out a little bit, or it's like, okay, let's take last year and really learn from it because I don't think anyone knew it was going to happen in 2021. Like, no. I mean, 2020 kind of like screwed with everyone. They either did so amazing or they did so terrible. Like there's just like no one that was like, yeah, I was good in 2020. It was like it was <laughs> yeah, so <definitely>. dramatic. <laughs> and now I feel like for 21, you know, 21, people got their footing back under them. And so it does feel like going into 2022, there's a lot more information about how things will steady out at least. Is that how you're kind of feeling? Like whether the steady is a little higher or a little lower than it kind of was in 2021, it does feel like the expectation is a bit less dramatic. I, I agree. Yeah. I think like for my Port St. Joe store, I do, I think it'll still, well, I mean, even this year so far, it's done like very, very, very good. Like my February was twice as much as my last year. And this March is already, I think like 30% over last year. I, but I'm not necessarily like, I don't want to say it's just gonna be like, oh, every year I'm just gonna increase 30%, you know, but I do think that it's, you know, like with that store, I think people are going to be there, they're gonna be there in the summer, they're gonna be buying and everything. But I do feel like it's, it's, like you said, like, it's gonna, like, I think it's gonna stay there. Like, I think the next summer is gonna be great. The next one, I don't think it's necessarily going to be like, 
you know, in one year I'll be having a $10 million store or something. And then, yeah. And the ones that are like, and the ones that are doing, doing really bad, like my Tallahassee store, like if it was still in business, I think I would slowly start seeing like more, more evening wear sales more. Cause people would start doing more like more wedding guests, dresses, sales and stuff. So yeah, I, I do think it'll kind of, you know, they'll kind of come back together a little bit, but there is a weird, it is a weird little shift in things. I mean, just, it's just been weird. It's been so weird. So weird. I know. And I keep saying it feels like sort of chaotic and sort of scattered, but also like hopeful. Like we're not in those like dark days anymore. We're like, oh my God. And I think people keep trying to make it like dark days when it's like, wait, wait, wait. Like we're way better off than we were two years ago. Like what are we talking about? You know? So I think it's it's interesting because you just have to, and I mean, you've been in business for a long enough time. Like I have. 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Like you've been in business long enough to know that like you just expect the unexpected, like expect things, expect to have to pivot, expect to have to change. I mean, if you were going to tell someone opening a boutique, like a couple nuggets of advice, what would you tell them after 11 years to inspire them and, or like set the expectation where, you know, it should be. That's a really good question. Um, Cause like, I don't have all the answers for sure, but what feels good for me right now. And I wish, and what was compared to what was feeling really bad is I like the idea of not niching down so far that you're like, I have beachwear for the 38 year old woman who has sport, you know, not so like, I I know you need to know your customer for sure. And like, I like the avatar, like I like all that stuff, but like, I love niching down to where like, I like beachwear and swimwear and it's for like a family. Like I don't really have a ton of like super skimpy $500 bathing suits. That's not really my niche. It's more like quality swimwear that can, that's going to fit your average woman with boobs and like a butt or whatever. And they want some beach wear. That's like, you know, I have a very specific niche, but it's not so specific. That was a lot of rambling. I'm sorry. Um, And then as opposed to having a boutique that just like sells everything. Cause I feel like the people that are, and I don't know this for a fact, but I just feel like the businesses that are doing really well are the ones that are really specific to like a category to, driven. I think yeah, it's like cat- yeah, yeah it's, it's more category driven than it is more like come in and get whatever you need. For yeah. Sure. Like the department yeah. store thing is just, I feel like that's just on the way out. I feel like it's like even boutiques, it's like, even if you do sell like a variety of stuff, it's for like a specific t- category of woman or type of woman. It's not necessarily for, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's never, it should have been necessary for everybody. It, that never works. As you have said so many times, like if you're selling, if you're trying to sell for everybody, like you're selling to nobody and, and I, but it's like, I love the idea of niching to a certain category as opposed to like every damn thing under the sun. No, I agree with you. I even think it goes to like, a, I think even like make that a little broader, like a certain look, you know, like I think. Yes, I have clients who, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever met Sherry from like Mermaids on Cape Cod, but like similar to you, she does sell some boutique clothing too, but like, you know, her people love the beach. They love mermaids. They love like salty toes and hair, you know, that's very like idea specific, look specific, you know, like I think about some of the 
the boutiques I work with that are really trend driven and like it's like that really works because like mm-hmm. the people that they attract love trend they love things that are like really out there so yeah. I do think what's winning and I think what you're saying too is just being specific about like who you are and what you sell and like whether that's a category or a look or a, mm-hmm. a feeling or what your customer loves I totally agree because to be honest with you even the stores i I'm attracted to go shopping right now or like gift stores, but they're like all self-care and like yes. niche self-care, you know, like they have the jade rollers and the ice rollers and the really interesting gifts and candles and cool books. It's almost like when you walk in that store, it's like treasures. Like you yeah. really feel like, Ooh, I found a little treasure shop, not just this blanket. Oh, we have every, something for everyone. Kind yeah. Of place. yeah. Yeah. Because if one of those stores like decided to roll in a couple racks of like evening gowns, the next time you went in there, you'd be like, I don't think this is my place. Like it just would be like something doesn't, it's just what it just would be confusing. And you'd just be like, okay, well, all right. Like I say, so they wouldn't even notice the self care stuff. It just, it just convolutes everything. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I think that's such great advice though. I mean, listen, you, you enjoy the beach, you love beachwear, you love swimwear. So I think it also kind of works with like who you are too. It's like, you know, you, like you said, you kind of grew out of the look that you had in Tallahassee where it was like more like cocktail and sorority and young, like, you know, like you're talking about for a family, like you're a family of four now, you know, lives by the beach. Like it makes a lot of sense actually too, just with your own growth about like how your stores have evolved into what it is now and and you allowing yourself to do the YouTube piece of it to have some fun too and have something that's just just for you that like you don't have to cater to a certain customer necessarily yeah no totally it is it's such a fun little creative outlet and yeah I I'm I feel very like I, I get almost not mad at myself but I'm like whenever I do feel overwhelmed and just like, I'm like crying and I'm just like, Oh, like I can't have it together with, you know, and everything. I'm like, why can't I keep my house clean? Like I just start beating myself over, up over everything. I'm like, ultimately though, I get mad at myself because I'm like, I'm, I love for the most part, I love like everything. I love that I eliminated the things that weren't working. I love that. Like I've got a clear idea of who I want to cater to now. I love that. Like I have my YouTube channel that I just have so much fun with. And it's like my fun thing that I love getting up at 4am and doing whatever I can, you know, and stuff like that. So I get upset with myself and I, cause I'm like, I, I live a pretty good life. Like I've, I feel like I've gotten rid of the, the crap I've been doing more of what's feel, what feels good. So yeah, I mean, it's for the most part, it's doing okay. I just still have those overwhelmed days where I stay in sweatpants all day long and wipe spit up off my face. <laughs> Well, and listen, this is the beauty of life. And this is what I keep reminding myself when I have these moments too, of like, I love my work. I love what I do. And I love my kid. And it's all a lot. Both of those things can coexist. And I think that's the dichotomy of life at this point. Once you do get to a certain point where you just have a lot going on. And like, you know, I think part of it is just celebrating the fact that we get to have all this. And telling ourselves it is okay. Like it is okay to have days where you're in sweatpants and crying and yeah. <laughs> you're like, what the hell am I doing? You know, because here's the thing, even if it wasn't as complicated as it feels now, even if you were younger and had less attachments and didn't have kids and didn't, you know, there's still going to be rough moments with that too. Right. It's just, it's like our rough moments have just evolved 
And I think that's the weird part of it is like, it's not the same topics as it used to be. It's new topics. And that feels a little bit scattered and dissociative too. Right. So it's like, it's new rough things. And I'm just therapizing all of us now because. (laughs) No, but you're so right. It is. Cause it's like, it's like, um, I also, I turned 40 in August, like three months after I had my child. So I had him when I was 39, but I just, then I turned out 40 and I somehow I've like turning 40 was not a big deal, but just, I think just like the lack of sleep and like getting in like just everything and just getting older and my fate, like, I just don't look like I used to look and just all those things. It's like, kind of like comes to a head, but I'm like, but then I, I think back and I'm like, would I, if I could, would I want to go back to being 25? And I'm like, no, I was so much like so insecure and like just had all these things, you know, had a whole bunch of other things that I don't want those anymore. I think I'll take these things that I have now. And then, and then ultimately it's not like we're going to get to a point like when we're, you know, in five years, like, okay, we're done with all the problems. It's like, it'll just be something different. And I feel like that kind of almost, it it probably stresses some people out, but for me, it's kind of like, yeah, this is just like, right now, like, this is the season of my life. This is what's happening. And I'm okay. And like, we're okay. And I'm just going to go cry for like 15 minutes. And I know I feel better. And then then I'm going to go hug my baby. And we're just going to leave the house a mess and like cuddle or something. Yes. It really is really taking the pressure off. And I think that's the biggest, I mean, we put so much pressure on ourselves as ambitious women who our entrepreneurs and our, you know, moms, whether we're young or old, I mean, I had my baby at 39 too, you know, it's like my first baby at 39, like, and it's like a huge shift for us, right? It's like, we've lived all this, this life and, and like, you know, to be honest, we're still trying to live the life where we can travel and do things. And it's hard in a different way. It's hard in in a new way, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also just like accepting, like, okay, this is where we're at. And like, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to look good. It's like, someone said to me a couple weeks ago, like, I was like, oh, sorry. It's just like like a mess. And they're like, you have a kid now. Everything's just a mess all the time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, right. And I just have to give myself that permission to be okay that it's kind of a mess all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Not try to be, because then I just constantly clean. And then I'm like, this isn't actually fun, you know? It is a lot of... I don't, I don't really necessarily believe balance is the right word. I think you just got to roll with it, you know? Yes. And I think that's the thing is it's like when we first had her, people were like, how are you doing like not sleeping? And I was like, honestly, like I'm just on like a baby bender. Like I'm, you know, like I think all the years like drinking and partying, I actually like prepared myself <laughs> for this because now I'm not hungover. Like yeah. I didn't, I was up all night having a great, like being insane. But, like, now I'm not hungover, so, like, it's actually easy. Yeah. Like, I think I just, like, got delusional for a while. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit more tired. But it's funny because I feel like I'm sleeping more, but I'm, like, am I catching up? Like, it's a weird balance, but. Um, I know exactly what you mean because I had the same thing. It was, like, in the beginning with him, and I had my six-year-old, too, because she was, like, going to stuff during the day. But I was, like. I only got three hours of sleep, but somehow I feel okay. And I'd like make freaking dinner. And I'm like, who am I? And now it's like, he sleeps through the night most of the time, but I feel so exhausted (laughs) all the time. Look what happened. I know. It's the weirdest feeling. And I also find ourselves like staying up later where it's like, 
like we're just used to that habit of being like oh she's gonna need to feed at 3 a.m so let's so like and then at one we're like we need to go to bed like because then she's gonna be up at six you know so it, it's just it's really interesting because I think and I'm sure like every new mom is sitting here being like oh yeah like you know I've been through that too but it's I, I I really find a lot of my lessons from entrepreneurship are serving me as a mom because it is about perseverance. It is about like kind of trying to keep a steady pace and like a steady tone and not really letting things that get crazy like freak you out too much. Like there's a lot of lessons I feel like in motherhood and in entrepreneur. Like I think if you're a mom, you can definitely be an entrepreneur, and I think. Vice versa. If you were a really good entrepreneur, you can definitely handle being a mom because it's yeah. it's a lot of the same pressure and and um, like you just you need to be a little bit gritty, you know, to like kind of be able to handle it. <laughs> like yeah. gritty and also compassionate and soft, like with totally. yourself and, and learn others. how to like not everything is going to happen exactly the way you want them to in either in either either the business or the kid. Like it's just you can prepare and all that stuff, but it's just going to happen the way it happens. <laughs> like crazy. Oh my God. 100%. Let's leave it at that because I feel like this is a great way to end this, this episode. <laughs> like that is exactly the perfect way to like tie it up all in a bow. But thank you so much for coming on and having this great conversation. I know, you know, for me, it's always just like, let's have good conversations with good people and you're like the perfect person to have on. So thanks yeah, for giving us some of your I was looking forward to this. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to go ahead and scroll down if you're on the Apple podcast or Spotify and leaving us a quick rating and review, we would really appreciate it. It helps more amazing boutique CEOs just like you find this podcast and this incredible free resource. Thanks again for listening and we will see you in a few weeks.